0: This is a recording of Review of Knowles Protestantism, a very short introduction by Lewis C. Midgley. Originally published in Interpreter, a Journal of Mormon Scripture, volume 6, 2013, pages 17 through 21. Read by Andrew Smith. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged. The journal and its website are credited and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Mormon scripture can be found at mormoninterpreter.com. Mark Knoll's Protestantism is a brief, interesting, and useful account of a religious movement that began with the remonstrance of a contentious German monk who, much like others in the Latin Catholic Church before and after him, called for reform. On the 31st of October, 1517, in the small town of Wittenberg in Saxony, Martin Luther certainly did not plan on founding a new church. His was merely a local protest. Among other things, Luther complained about the sale of indulgences, which were believed to ease the pain of those presumably undergoing a necessary post-mortem purging. This tiny event eventually led to a radical division of Western, or Latin, Christianity into Protestantism and the Roman Catholic Church. In describing what he considers Protestant and Protestant-like churches, Null asserts that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or Mormons, represented an American creation further from traditional Protestant norms than the Alexander-Campbell-Burton Stone movement that eventually yielded the disciple of Christ and other sects. Quote, the Book of Mormon that its prophet Joseph Smith promulgated as an extension of biblical revelation became the foundation of first a new civilization in the Western American desert of Utah, and then the stimulus for a new church that has spread around the world. End quote. First a civilization and only then a church? Could Noel, one wonders, be unaware that the saints, beginning with Joseph Smith, have never seen their faith as Protestant, but rather as a divinely revealed replacement for all flawed Christianities, including those generated by the Protestant Reformation. Enormous diversity is the dominant theme of this fine, richly illustrated introduction to Protestant religiosity. Noel begins his story with the word diversity, to explain the current Protestant movement, and uses the word often— Diversity takes a strange form when he describes the stunning recent emergence of Christian faiths in sub-Saharan Africa. Noll describes African Christian leaders as deeply involved in healing and prophetic gifts that are not limited to the bland sign gifts commonly found in holiness and Pentecostal forms of Christian piety. For example, we learn that while in prison in Liberia in 1910, William Wyde Harris was visited by the angel Gabriel in what was later described alternatively as a vision and a palpable revelation. Harris's fervent preaching, according to Knoll, drew thousands who were organized locally around the twelve apostles he regularly appointed. Harris tolerated polygamy, much to the annoyance of missionary-led Catholic and traditional Protestant congregations who benefited considerably from his evangelism. Knoll elsewhere indirectly stresses the theme of diversity. For example... Although the magisterial reformers were concerned about salvation right from the beginning, the ever-present internal conflicts within the movement generated an immense range of variations among Protestants in fleshing out this general picture of salvation. Despite this great variety of beliefs and practices, Knoll assures his readers it is still possible to speak in admittedly very general terms about a common Protestant history. Today's sheer multiplicity of Protestant and Protestant-like denominations more than 38,000, we are told, makes it challenging to write a coherent history, Noll concedes. Some of the distinctive terminology generated rather accidentally by Luther's actions is explained. For example, it was Landgraf Philip of Hesse, a secular political figure who adopted Luther's teachings and organized like-minded German princes, who used the word protest in 1529 at an imperial diet in Speyer, Germany, thus giving us the labels Protestant and Protestantism. Luther's side of the Reformation took the name Evangelical, while John Calvin's side became known as Reformed. Current use of the label Evangelical has nothing to do with the name of Lutheran churches. Knoll refers to two dynamic processes, the tendency of Protestants to change inherited doctrines in accord with intellectual norms from the Enlightenment and Protestant disunity that fragmented the Protestant world. He employs the word fragmentation to describe the anarchy of this diverse, ever-shifting movement. The stark dependence of Protestant ecclesiastical authorities on princes, kings, and other civil authorities is also noted. Null emphasizes that because Protestant leaders tend to be self-selected, Protestantism lacks anything approaching a magisterium or authorized teaching authority, and for a very long time, was intolerant of competing opinion, and the common use of the sword and fire not only in war, but also in beheading and burning heretics at the stake, an ugly side of the Reformation. The profound impact of the acids of modernity on Protestant beliefs and piety is also treated. Knoll tells the story of the famous Azusa Street Revival in 1906 in Los Angeles, that, at least in part, led to the dramatic rise of the Pentecostal movement in America, and the subsequent stunning growth in what that variety of the Protestant movement, especially in the so-called Global South, or Southern Hemisphere. The best estimates indicate that some 600 million people are involved in the Pentecostal or Charismatic movement today. Perhaps even more stunning is the emergence of an essentially indigenous Protestant-style faith in China, now numbering somewhere between 80 to 100 million adherents. The recent rise of megachurches, congregations entirely independent of denominational supervision, and parachurch organizations receives mention as well as the rather distressing story of the rapid decline of Protestantism in Europe, in contrast to the dramatic rise of Protestant-style religiosity in such places as Latin America, Africa, and China. For those seeking to better understand American Protestant theology, Knoll provides a fine account of the emergence of the fundamentalist response to Protestant liberalism, which had gained a major foothold in the once-dominant mainline denominations. He argues that divisive strife, as much as unifying tranquility, has marked the 20th century history of American Protestantism, with fundamentalists generating publicity by objecting to Christian teaching modified by fashionable new moral sentiments and modern learning. Noll, unfortunately neglects to explain the 1942 creation of the National Association of Evangelicals and how shortly afterward Billy Graham, with his wealthy friends and sympathetic followers, marginalized fundamentalism by setting evangelicalism in its place. Knoll correctly maintains that Protestantism is overlaid with a multitude of doctrinal differences, differing musical forms, differing political attitudes, and huge differences in wealth and kinds of social power with the Bible providing a shared point of convergence. The movement's, quote, multiple traditions for interpreting that text, multiple authorities proclaiming the text, and multiple contexts in which the text is appropriated create a loose field of experiences and truth claims rather than anything coherent, end quote. Protestantism is a fine, broadly instructive book that will benefit many, including Latter-day Saints seeking to better understand a movement that has generated much, of the sectarian opposition to their faith. This has been a recording of Review of Knowles Protestantism, a very short introduction by Lewis C. Midgley, originally published in Interpreter, a Journal of Mormon Scripture, volume 6, 2013, pages 17 through 21, read by Andrew Smith. A printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Mormon scripture can be found at mormoninterpreter.com.